Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Welcome to 
to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of, what is this week? April 9th, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and you are listening to IGN's Nintendo Show. We have a full house, and we have part two of last week's Nintendo Direct to talk about. But first, introductions. Brian Altano is with Hi, you were doing countdown for the show, and you got to like three and dove right in, and you caught me off guard. It was is that like, why you said do? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought you had a new, like a new intro, like do. <laughs> oh, I think that's t- I think that's legally taken by oh, someone. Okay. Yeah, 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 possibly training. Yeah, absolutely. Per Schneider once hey. again. What's going on? Not much. How you doing? Happy birthday! Oh, stop! Oh, you birthday today? Oh, oh, you didn't God. know that. Get with yes. it. Happy oh. birthday! That's right. It was Yay, hugs. hugs. If you're if you're listening, I already gave him uh, some stuff this morning. So 76, uh, 76 years old. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for the villager amiibo. Absolutely. Thank of you. course. Really? I took it off your desk. I I knew you were gonna give it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you this this uh, this coffee I was drinking. Oh, and it says brep brep it on does. it. Yeah, it's oh. cool. No, I just got you the same thing I got you last year. Still and hot. and lastly, rounding out the cast. No, seriously, happy birthday! Thank like, you. Uh, Thank not seventy six. Uh, you you comfortable telling people that? Forty four. And looking All younger right. every Aww. day. Every day. And lastly, joining us once again, returning special Yay. guest, Callie Pleggy. Hi. What's going on? Um, I no, I work here now. You work here what? now. So that's pretty big. Congratulations. Yeah. What do Congrats. you do at IGN? I am now the new community coordinator. All right. Last time I was here, I was a freelancer. So wow. that's a big... Uh, it's a big update. Step up, yeah. yeah. So yeah. be nice Absolutely. to her. So you did you <laughs> did one... You were on one episode of the show and then we hired you. Yeah. It was that easy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, totally. <laughs> had nothing to do with anything else had you did Had nothing to do us. with my you qualifications probably, yeah. or my <laughs> <laughs> interview or anything like you that. You probably reviewed more games than I did for IGN <laughs> at this point. Oh, yeah. I... Uh, you did a bunch, right? I've done... Yeah, I've done quite a few. Yeah. Cool. Definitely cool. more than me. Well, I've well. only reviewed a few games. Well, welcome. Yeah, welcome yes. aboard. Welcome. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, really glad to have you on the team. So All right. what do you, what do you, what's your job now? Uh, I mean, I know. I'm just asking for the sake of the Oh, audience. well, I do community stuff. So okay. mostly I do social media promotion for all the wonderful content on IGN.com. And um, I work with some bands, so be nice to me. Are you the band hammer? I am. The, well, sort of. I'm part of the band hammer. Wow. Yeah. So people got you got to be nice <laughs> in the comments, otherwise she's going to throw you out with the trash. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. So, so that's next. me. Next up, we have Nintendo Direct, which we talked about a little bit last week, and we're going to continue to talk about this week, because we didn't get everything. But before we dive into the new stuff that we didn't talk about, Callie brought to my attention something that I'm really glad she did, which was some support, if you will, some 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 happy feelings and some great things to say about uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, which we talked about a little bit last week. So you're ready. You want this game. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like designed for me. Okay. Not, so, pun not intended. Wow. Talk about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, well, um, I still want to know more about it because I'm kind of unsure about what exactly happens other than, like, I don't know if it's just a small thing. Is it going to be, how much is it going to cost mm-hmm. for just designing houses? Uh, Are but you locked in the house? Can yeah. you leave can the you, house? Can you go outside? <laughs> is it a prison? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, we know the answer to the latter. It's, we think it's just a house sim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. It's the dark version of New Leaf. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I do like uh, what we, we kind of did. We, we did a rewind today about that, um, but the the decorating system looks kind of like, uh, I said it looks like The Sims 3. It's very, like, you kind of lock it in, stuff looks locked together, like we saw couches and tables locked together, so it's interesting. I'm intrigued. I kind I would probably buy all all of the amiibos if they were physical amiibos. So it's, like every village. So it's really? different I from... Would. There's going to be like a hundred of them. At I, that. Know, I, Wait, know, oh, I know, I know, I would die. Did you say I would buy amiibos? 
I well, no, I mean, I would, would buy and could are two different things. Oh no, and can is something very different <laughs> altogether. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, no, I, I could cannot. buy all the amiibos. Clearly, but I can't. But you can't. Ah, uh, okay, we're gonna get to that. Save it, save uh, it, save it. I like what right. you're doing, and I know but, what you're doing. But so, but yes. the game system has changed, right? Like the right. way that you lay out your room and the way the furniture interlocks and can stack on top of each other is different yeah, from it's, Animal it's Crossing. It's different from the the main New Leaf um, game, so. That is intriguing. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of like, okay, is that specifically because you want to make it streamlined for designing homes? I mean, it's probably why. Yeah, but. Yeah. So Callie and I spoke this morning about it before we scheduled that Rewind Theater, and it was cool to see that Animal Crossing finally has an updated way to move things around. Like yes. when you design a full place <laughs> in Animal Crossing, <laughs> if you Brother. have like a <laughs> <my kind of laughs> Yeah, well, if you want to move certain elements, it ends up becoming, okay, it's like stacking up three books and then taking all three books back down to yeah. put things back. And that's not a one-to-one example. I'm just trying to use a loose example. And sometimes you accidentally just pick up a whole couch and put it in your pocket. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so and this for a game that a... was played with a stylus, too, it was a confounding system. It yep. was very much a product of what had come before it, right? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. versus something that felt a lot uh, more modern. And yep. so, like, we were noticing that, like, entire rugs underneath furniture could just be slid back and forth. Oh, cool. Yeah. That it was very easy to sort of pick up an entire set of a table. It'll just float in air, and you, and it'll clip through any surface that's around it just so you can put it where you want it to be. It's much better than... In uh, New Leaf, there was that guessing game of when you were outside and you wanted to add something to town. Uh, and this is the most extreme, like, s- weird thing that was wrong with New Leaf, in my opinion. You had to a- ask Isabel, is this a good enough spot for this to fit? And you never knew. It never made sense. It was so frustrating. Yep. Um, yep. And, of course, there's a difference between outdoor and indoor. But if this is where they're taking indoor, I can't wait until it applies to the outdoor portions of Animal Crossing. Wow. Which we don't know if that exists in this one or not. We don't think so. No, it's a prison. I, that's my I guess. Know, I agree with you. It's the dark world version I agree with of New you. Leaf. I, I think this is very much focused on a one kind of like a one note style gameplay. It's Animal Crossing House Arrest. What? Oh my god! <laughs> I see it more like the kind of like the you know the the street pass games kind of like yeah, that yeah. kind of right. size game but with it looks like it has way more content yeah. than most of those yeah I'm right. guessing this will this will be downloadable only right it'd be cool did if they announce street yeah. pass game. retail or not they, uh, they haven't they said didn't. much but as the first amiibo card game I would imagine it might be it's mm. hard to say though because there's extra cost in having to buy the cards mm. so do they do some kind of free to play or do they do that you get the software at a cheap price and then you're paying or, extra or for the cards you, you get a you get a you get a game code that comes with a bunch of cards or something like maybe, that. Yeah, that maybe yeah maybe maybe it's maybe. a bundle that's yeah, a great if they want to have an actual retail presence then you which they will with the cards and that's one way to do it well the yeah game. the last game sold so well i mean yeah. it's like you if you don't put this in retail stores i think that's a mistake but we're we're really eager to learn more and see what else is is to it and i think there is more i just don't know what it is great. so mm-hmm. You know, definitely moving forward. But thank you for that because I feel like last week we did sort of get lost in maybe some of the – I still don't know what happens after I'm done with the home. And I feel like we still have that, but yeah. we're really positive on what is there. Right? I like that there's a life sign for the franchise. Yep. Yes. I But I was hoping for a full one, you know. Yeah, you, and well, when right. you say full, you mean Wii U. Yeah, or you a mean, real Wii yeah. U game. Well, let, uh, and no, that may very I, well be coming. I, I was going to say, I really um, – I love Animal Crossing. I did not enjoy the Wii version. I just – Going back to console from Wild World, which turns ten this year, yeah, which blows my mind. But um, wow, wow, yeah. uh, wow, yeah. right? <laughs> so, Older than we're me. Old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I got really sad there. Yeah, yeah. we all so, did. We shed a tear. Yeah, 
But oh. anyway, uh, moment of silence. But um, yeah, so I don't think – it didn't really feel um, suited to console anymore after Wild World. I don't know. I felt weird about it. I like having it like a grab-and-go thing. Like I'm on the BART to work and I can play yeah. um, mm-hmm. and do, you know, water the plants or whatever chore I have to do. Yeah. Um, so my, my theory with this one is that if they do – I, I feel like this game will be the appetite to the next full-fledged Animal Crossing game. And I do feel like that will be on Wii U. Mm-hmm. And it will use the same Amiibo cards that are being used here. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I know what, there are a lot of Amiibo right now that only work with one game for one specific instance. But it seems like oh, it seems odd to ramp up production for all of these cards. To just have them used for this one, like, ostensibly blown out mini game, right? Mm. I feel yeah. like you'll buy the cards for this game and then you'll save them for for Animal Crossing Wii U. Mm. Mm. Well, I think Maybe. there's there's still time to show more. So yeah. let's let's see what more is. You know, it may not just be a mini game, like it for may sure. have something else, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So then let's talk about I don't think we talked about last week the uh Amiibo tap, Nintendo's greatest bits. Which is an application. Such a cute name. <laughs> it is a cute name, and it apparently will allow users to download a free application from the Nintendo eShop, and then if you have any Amiibo and you could buy them, uh, you would be able to tap them and automatically have a retro game unlocked on your system from the NES or the SNES. A piece of a retro game. <clears throat> a piece of a retro game, yes. that's right. And that it's a three-minute sort of demo of a, of a stage, a randomly selected scene, if you will. Ex- yeah. Explain well, the not why, randomly selected. Explain why I should be excited. I, you know I love all those games, but why should I be excited about So that's that? what I'm actually a little concerned about is I'm not sure if I'm excited myself either. I think it's, it's another interesting use of Amiibo, but for most folks like us, it doesn't really work for it's, us. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not for you guys. Because yeah, we have those games, yeah, right? Yeah. And we yeah. have played those games. We probably have finished those games. Yeah. Right. Um, we love those games. We do. And They're that's classics. where, yeah, and that's where it feels like, all right, everybody else lets you download a demo to their game, but in this case, you got to tap your amiibo to do it, which you paid money you know? yeah. to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. you tried to well, pay money to get. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. I see it more like uh, these are games that I don't know if people would actively seek out the downloads for. This is a way of sort of it's it's sort of like a callback to those old like demo discs that people used to send out, mm-hmm. you know, which is just sort of a grab bag. You didn't know what you were going to get, but you got it and you played it because it was free. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of a kid sitting down and tapping an amiibo to the gamepad and getting a, a demo to something that he never would have downloaded on. His yeah, own. Mm-hmm. like I don't know if a kid's really going to go sit down and, and search out super like a Super Metroid demo because yeah. just like looking at that game when you're a child now, I have no idea what that looks like to somebody. To me, it's visually appealing. I go, oh, I have nostalgia with that and I love uh, side-scrolling 16-bit graphics. All that looks awesome to me. But to a kid, like why would he play that versus Skylanders or mm-hmm. anything like it that? It also gives purpose to every Amiibo you already own yeah. without having to have a game that matches its exactly. functionality. So exactly. I, I like that aspect that it's, you know, it feels like a small little bonus. I don't, I, I personally don't feel like it's something you ever need to announce in a direct or anything. It's just like this cool thing yeah. that should we build into your system from the get-go or with the Amiibo releases. I'm glad it's there. I think it's cool. but Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about how they can – I understand what they're doing with the launch of it. I, I'm trying to think about how they can expand on it. Well, you know? And, and mm-hmm. it's definitely cool that it at least is more free content for people who, who don't already own those games. Like yeah. it is something – it is another aspect of something to do on a Wii U yep. mm-hmm. if you're not spending money on Virtual Console. Like you're getting a taste of that stuff. And in some ways it is an advertisement for Virtual Console too. But I think you're right in that so many devils have existed before 
this. And this is such a strange way to present some of that stuff. And especially uh, not to be sour on it, but the fact that it's limited to Super Nintendo and Nintendo games. Yeah. Like, where's your N64? Like, what, like, there are new sort of pieces of the virtual console pie, if you Too will. Too big to download, right? Yeah. The data is, is, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe that's also part of it. They want but... it to be turnkey, so you swipe and you immediately... Well, I don't, I don't know if, it, if as many... I mean, it, it's a little bit different with the with a three D game because I think that you have to you have to actually sculpt that vertical slice to look yeah, differently. Versus, yeah. Whereas, yeah. Uh, like, I can give, I can throw you a Mario level like it's nothing. I can give you an area in Metroid and, and define yeah. a point and a, a starting and ending. But I can't just be like, here's the the courtyard from Mario sixty four, <laughs> but you can't go in the front door. Yeah, yeah. and it ruins the. Greatest bits name, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. Well, and it's sort of well, the re- sixty four technically had sixty four bits. Yeah. True, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> no, but it even uh, just to to follow up on that point, it's sort of what you just described is the reason why NES Remix exists. Yeah, and yeah. probably why Super Nintendo Remix will absolutely exist sometime soon. And I love those products, and I feel like they're they're for us, right? And that's great. I don't know if a kid's going to pick that up, but I do like the idea of a kid sitting down and being like, "I've never played Mario two, but I have this toy, and I touch it to the gamepad, and all of a sudden my system was just like, try this level from Mario two, and he or she gets to play it for the first time." Gotcha, yeah. That's 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 kind of endearing to me. I I, I appreciate that. It's all right. As for I, I us, I don't care. I would have preferred a more of a reward system where it wasn't using something that you get for free or you you have already experienced, like swiping an amiibo and it you instantly install the theme for that Amiibo's game that on the Wii U yeah. or something. Uh, you know, something yeah. where it truly feels special rather than, here's a game, yoink, you know. Yeah. I, and I, you know what? Like they're, they, have, they put out three or four themes on the 3DS every single mm-hmm. week now, and I, I buy some of them, and I shouldn't because they're $2 and they're JPEGs. You know, and I, should, I really should music too, but I but hear you. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's yeah. expensive. It it's, adds up. It's pretty mm-hmm. low rent for what they're actually giving. Absolutely, you. but yeah. sure, why not touch an amiibo to your 3ds and get like a Legend of Zelda theme or get like a yeah. you know little Mac theme That'd if you awesome. happen to have that amiibo. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think they, I think there are all sorts of directions they can take this this family of, of figurines. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and like we know. always say, I think in terms of having a figurine and then just strengthening and strengthening and strengthening its value over time by adding additional content to uh, like a uh, um, you know a, a multitude of games is nice it's good yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's different than just buying horse armor that only works once they fr- yeah. i mean they <laughs> strengthening their value beyond the $100 for marth or yeah. The, yes yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Oh. assuming I'm you can buy one yeah. Yeah. You, you can, can buy one. One. you clearly <laughs> have an agenda that you want to talk about no, i just want to bring good. this i just want to bring this to light okay so uh, one thing i do want to talk about a little bit is uh, t- uh two more sort of announcements that came out of this Nintendo Direct that to me, I don't know, for the first time in a while, it just felt like it just sort of signaled in my head just how Japan uh, Nintendo is outwardly these days. <laughs> now, yeah. let, let, let me let me set some context for this. You know, like for a lot of big franchises and even for Splatoon, I don't really see a Japanese identity in, in those franchises, in Mario, in Zelda, in Metroid, in a lot of their their catalog, Animal Crossing even, I don't really see it unless maybe maybe it is well, there. It well, is there a, a bit. Well, yeah, it, with Animal Crossing, you have there's a whole like Japan series. You can get like a kotatsu and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's and true. Then Mario has the whole mushroom thing, which is a Japanese cultural mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff is sort of. It's, 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 it's part a, of it's all an aside. Yeah, you yeah. gotta dig it's a little not, bit. It's for not it. like an over. 
like it's not like which was half of their direct was stuff where I was just like I don't understand it's not like a cultural undercurrent that you really feel and that is related very directly to these two games which was both Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem which we talked about a little bit last week and also Fatal Frame which is coming here which the minute I see it I'm just like that game came from Japan and it came from Japan and I'm not saying these things as slams at all but I'm curious how you guys took both the announcements of those games. I'm curious to hear your reaction too, Kelly, because we talked a little bit about Shimagame uh, Crossfire Emblem last week and how it was a bit confusing because it wasn't a game that either audience expected, either the mm-hmm. Fire Emblem kids or the Megaten kids. Yeah. Uh, but how do you feel so far, like, and what you saw? Yeah, well, Jared Petty put it a good way. It was uh, that it's when Fire Emblem feels like Persona. That's what mm-hmm. that trailer was. And, mm-hmm. and I agreed with that because it was very much. I was, I'm still very confused about what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. yeah. like genre-wise and everything. And with the J-pop soundtrack that was just too J-pop, <laughs> I was just, I was really put in a weird place with that game. But mm-hmm. the, I thought it was really pretty. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that doesn't really do anything for me gameplay-wise, but it looked okay. Yeah, but you, are you a big fan of either franchise? Or? Not like big into either. I mean, I, I appreciate them, but it's I, not a huge Because obviously that tainted the reactions a bit because like, I mean, the trailer, we talked a little bit about this last last week. The trailer was super fun, right? Like yeah. whether you love J-pop or, or that song, which is really popular in Japan, whether you was love that really? or not, yeah, um, is, is one question. But, you know, if you're a fan of Fire Emblem, you were expecting that game. You didn't get that. If you're a fan of uh, SMT, you didn't get that game. But what you got was, I felt like something that looked really full-fledged and like a new, well, we don't know yet, but right. it looks like a new game. It looks like it has an overworld that you explore, which is something you don't do in Fire Emblem, right? right? And right. so I really, I really love it when they go completely bonkers Japanese with these yeah. titles because... You know, once upon a time, Pokemon was too Japanese for the U.S. Fire Emblem was definitely too Japanese. I mean, the anime style and everything about that. And now that is quickly approaching mainstream culture. Like a lot of those in the United in the United States, where an anime can be as big as an animated cartoon, like a, yep. a Saturday morning right. cartoon yep. of yours, right? So I love that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they're fully embracing this and bringing this out and no longer changing the when-dones uh, of this world to be more America-friendly because I think we can take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Maybe well, not you that and that song, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I clearly... <laughs> I yeah, I clearly, yeah, Callie's on my side with this one. But uh, but that said, I did feel just sort of weirded out because I'm not, I'm not used to seeing that much Japan and what Nintendo does, is I guess what I'm saying. And I guess that's to some degree because even the entire presentation part of a direct feels very Japanese Iwata standing with, right. the, with the white background like I don't know just but you mean you mean software wise in the US yeah. direct because if you watch the Japanese direct oh, it's full of and, that stuff and you look at Japan's uh, Nintendo's success in Japan is founded on some of those titles that are that you know don't translate as well to the US market but I mean think about what we got out of that like Layton may have been a game that was too casual for US gamers and that's a success here Phoenix Wright certainly you know Gakuten Saiban that entire series that you can actually play it now is so cool so I love mm-hmm. it when they kind of when they infuse the directs with that okay yeah. Yeah. okay. I definitely like the the Japanese kind of undercurrent you get like I like the cultural mm-hmm. 
that whole feeling. Like it's, it's like a feeling you get from it. I do Absolutely. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still I, specifically with the Fire Emblem Cross <laughs> Shimigami, whatever they're yeah. calling it now. Uh, that one specifically, I'm a little confused, but I love the overall like watching a direct and having it be just <laughs> very like it's just packed with personality. Like it's yeah. hard to pin mm-hmm. down. It's just Nintendo personality, and I'm filled with so much joy when I watch yeah. a direct. So I'm really enjoying it. No, that. and I agree with both of you. And I think that uh, it's definitely not a slam to, to just say, hey, this just felt very Japan. And yeah, for sure. For, for, oh, a, yeah, yeah. for a stretch of time, especially. I was just like, whoa, this is a lot of it. But that said, it, it does give them something that you're not really seeing to a degree a lot on other platforms these days. Although I know Bloodborne just came out and it is a big success and it is absolutely from software's you know, masterpiece. You loved it. Oh, I, I do love it, but I, it. I do feel like, I was actually thinking about that earlier, about how many Japanese games nowadays sort of infiltrate the uh, American mainstream. And I would bet that most of the people playing Bloodborne or a lot of the people playing Bloodborne here in America have no idea it's Japanese. Because no. mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, it at no point does that come out. Like that is not... You're just in this like weird sort of British horror town fighting werewolves. Like there's nothing that's really like I mean the systems are weird and intricate and they're very old school Japanese RPG and it's confounding and it doesn't exactly tell you what to do. But it does feel just sort of like in a like a modern American horror game and a third person action game. So I think that like there are ways you have to sort of tro- Trojan horse some of that stuff in with a lot of American culture, which yep. is kind of sad. But at the same time, like. If you can get them into a game like that and a few years later show them something a little more Japanese and ease them in, mm. then they get it. And, you know, Pokemon, like you had said, is sort of the opposite of approach where it was very Japanese. And I think either it got less Japanese or <laughs> America got more okay with it. So Jake. right now we're at a, por- a point where it's not really – Pokemon's not even Japanese anymore. It's just global, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. JRPGs obviously, you know – people here got used to playing them Final Fantasy famously with 7 really opened the market here but you know horror is really interesting because Resident Evil was Capcom trying to be as American as they could be right Mm -hmm. they hired American actors in the original PlayStation version that's right Barry and um, <laughs> but but which is funny because Japan has such a such a vibrant horror culture, right? Like yeah. mm. we now know from movies like you know Ring uh, the Ring and the all grudge. those like what Japanese horror movies are like. And so Fatal Frame, you know, like seeing Glad some of those games, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of brings that back that there is this other half to a horror it is, gaming. That is fascinating yeah. too that that Capcom was sort of aping the '80s and '90s slasher American movies. slasher horror film mm-hmm. style, and then the '90s and 2000s was spent in America sort of remaking Japanese horror films. Yeah. Right. Like there was that sort of back and forth, back and forth that Absolutely. was happening yeah. there. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love seeing that stuff. Cool. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Fatal Frame does um, and somewhat related but a little bit on a fast-forward level. I mean, this week they announced that Yokai Watch is coming mm-hmm. to the West. Yep. This is going to be a thing here. Um, Super well, Japanese. It's... What are yokai? Are they ghosts? Well, according to the press release, yokai, they are not ghosts, monsters, or creatures. Yokai are quite simply yokai. They cannot be seen by the human eye, but they are everywhere, whether born from the soul of a deceased human or an everyday object. So, first of all, they're not a ghost, but they could be born from a deceased human. Uh, an Is everyday object discovering yes. its yeah, yeah. higher it's purpose. Like Pokemon, the personalities like are. This sounds yeah. terrifying. Well, no. no, this is actually, it sounds a lot like Pokemon lore because in Pokemon lore, most Pokemon are created either from like the soul of a human or human knowledge of something and it makes Pokemon real. I didn't know that. That so, is yeah. messed Yo-Kai up. Watches, really? Yeah, Watch like there's back. like, Yamask is a, po- is a Pokemon just, it has, yeah. it's like, it's a human soul, but it's a Pokemon. So there's, it sounds a lot like Pokemon. And you put it in a tiny ball and never let it out. Yeah. 
That is really dark. Oh, it's yeah. really messed oh, yeah. up. Oh, there's yeah. a dark side to all of that stuff. But yeah. they are obviously trying to create this Pokemon thing, oh, yes. right? Like, right. it's not a yellow mouse. It's a Pokemon. It's yeah. like, it's not a giant lizard. It's a, it's a kaiju, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to preserve the Japanese-ness with this. Mm-hmm. And yokai are really, really... Um, it's a very common theme of Japanese shows, right? Yep. There, you you may recognize some of those. Like the Goemon series is a great example of bringing yokai. It's like the umbrella with the one eye, right. or the lady with the two mouths, like really frightening, or like mm-hmm. you know, like these weird ladies who attack and this you with their hair. Part of mainstream That's culture all, in they, Japan, to, for the oh, most yeah. part. Super, everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Everyone it's knows like, who they are. It's like how every kid knows Rumpelstiltskin, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. like yeah. from fairy tales, you know mm-hmm. those characters in Japanese folklore. There's one. There's this ghost lady who will always like drop like she carries a tray and she'll always drop them and it's like for us it's such a weird thing to see that character appear in video games in Japan everybody's like oh yeah I know that character mm-hmm. right, right? Um, but I think it's cool that they're keeping the Japanese-ness with that and, yeah. like, well, and, and just like uh, just like Pokemon it has a huge cross-media potential like in Japan mm-hmm. we've talked about this in a conversation this week but the first game rolled out was made by Level 5 published by Level 5 on Nintendo 3DS was a moderate success, not a huge success. The show came out, and then the other property, like other merchandise, came out. It blew up. The second game came hmm. out in July and followed last year and followed a similar Pokemon type strategy where it was two games and you can catch sort of different ghosts in, in the different versions of the game. By December, I think they reported that it sold something like five million units. Like wow. it was absolutely insane, uh, just how big it got. The, something called the yokai pack, and it's all geared towards children. Let mm-hmm. me just be 100% fair. So, if you're someone who is hoping this is the next great big JRPG, I don't know if that right be the most realistic way to approach it for the most part, just because it is geared towards kids specifically. Yeah. A lot of it is geared towards kids. But right. it could be that it's more like fossil fighters or any of the like in Japan, they're the popular like beetle fighting games, mm-hmm. you know, where we have bugs fight each other or. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a little bit more on that scale where it it won't be a mainstream success like Pokemon in the U.S. because of that, right? Pokemon was also successful not just because of the anime, the cute characters, but it was a genuinely good game. Well, it, it was a deep game, especially when people started discovering, you know, things like yeah. IVs yeah. and EVs and noticing just how deep the system went. All the right? strategy that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and so, so far, my knowledge of, of Yokai Watch, at least, and please uh, feel free to write in nvc at ign.com if, if you know the answer to this, but uh, my understanding of the way that game and that works is that it is much simpler okay and it is more i think it has sort of that rock paper scissors element but it's a lot more you don't have to worry about stats and type but more about like tap the screen to build up this attack or spin this wheel stuff that Hmm. works a lot better for kids than i think it would in a deep you know super deep rpg but again this is just as someone who doesn't really know the language who who therefore can't see the complexity but see a game like that if it hits the right notes in the u.s market and the in the european market it can become a fad with kids right like it starts you know it starts in schools when kids Mm -hmm. kids are actually usually not allowed to bring dss now to their schools anymore but of course when they're on break they can they can play if it takes off there um, then you could have a huge hit and you could have this viral success that then translates into 3DS game sales and can become something bigger. So I'm really curious to see if the Nintendo marketing machine can pull this one off. Right. It, it would be the second time? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Yokai Watch is similar to Pokemon also in that it's it's very much a cultural phenomenon in Japan currently. Like mm-hmm. uh, they have like a New Year's show there that's kind of like if we you know would watch the ball drop on New Year's and uh, Yokai Watch had like three songs and it, that was very like highly unusual to my understanding to <laughs> dedicate three songs to one thing wow. um, at the mm-hmm. New Year's show. And so it's one of those things where it's like embedded in a lot of different media, mm-hmm. not mediums. Um, and and so it would be interesting to see if they can do that here, kind of spread it out like they did. Like Pokemon was really big like because everyone brought their cards to school and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the good, that plays the out. Good, I mean, the thing they got going for them is that maybe a lot of parents and mainstream media outlets will say like, is this the new Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'll, they, they might get that well, coverage like just that. because yeah. of the association. And once that ball gets rolling, when, you know, mom goes to the store to ask for the new Pokemon, then it gets to be Yeah, better. and once right. everything else starts to line up too, I mean, if the show hits an... Uh, yeah. In the same window, if the manga I think is scheduled to come in 2015, mm-hmm. like if all this stuff starts to line up, the game doesn't sound like it's coming until 2016 though. Yeah, and because they need lo- to get the amiibos made. Well, and, <laughs> nice. Well, level five made this game, so oh, maybe fair. not. But uh, totally. But uh, level, uh, sorry, at level five's vision event, which was just a couple nights ago in Japan. They announced a couple of other things. First, that Yokai Watch 3 was coming out in Japan, and it takes place in the U.S. The trailer is hilarious. I know, it's like, U.S. It's them, it's them just flipping out. They see graffiti. That's from the U.S. We're from the U.S. Like, it's so, it's so adorable. It like zooms in and circles every and time. It's like, U.S. And even the story, yeah, it just circles in on all these references, everything that's in English. Like, oh, my God, where are we? That's awesome. Um, really and the cute. story is really cute in that the main character of the show, his father got transferred overseas, and so now uh. that's why that explains why he's in the U.S. Um, Level five, man. Yeah, it's no, the they small be, studio that could, right? Yeah. They, can, they can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes they they miss horribly, uh-huh. but other times <laughs> they do get it right. Uh, but out of that also came that Fantasy Life two and Layton seven will not, or well, not will not, but will be on smartphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are not in any way, shape, or form announced as. Welcome to your new future. (laughs) (laughs) All all of your sequels are going to a phone. Well, it's not the first time that some of those 3DS, like franchise known from the 3DS world, translate to mobile. Layton's a big one, though. Okay, I agree. But Layton, at its heart, is closer to mobile game than any other 3DS game. It's a hidden object game that is very popular in the mobile sphere. Hang on, but did you know Layton 7 is a card game? In this uh, one, yeah, they they did make okay. some changes, so it's okay. not it's not. I'm surprised it's Layton Seven or it's titled Layton Seven because it's it's not. It doesn't seem by visible appearance, yeah. 100% a Layton game like the 3DS games. It is instead a card game with some fortune telling element and some puzzle solving. Apparently, uh, it's really hard to decipher what exactly they're going for. But regardless. I just find it interesting that Fantasy Life 2 and Layton 7 yep. were announced as smartphone only at the moment. And that, you know, I, I guess to Nintendo's credit, like the, there must have been some heavy conversations to keep Yokai Watch yep. yeah. on 3DS. Because mm. had that not happened, like I yep. think Yokai Watch would have exploded on smartphone even more than it has. And the fact that they were able to convince if that was a conversation at all. I'm sure that was a big conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Uh, it's the same with Monster Hunter, right? Monster Hunter is, is a runaway success in, in Japan. I'm sure it takes a lot of care by you know the the console and, and handheld manufacturers to make sure that a Monster Hunter game is released on their on their platform because that sends people into stores buying them on day one. Yep. You know. Yep, so yep, yep. Okay. that's going on. Yeah, it's happening. So mm-hmm. hopefully you're you're still uh, you're still taking that well. And it's time to take a break. So why don't we take a quick rest? But when we come back, we have to talk about 
Box Boy and why it's a must-play 3DS game, Pokemon Rumble World, and if anyone here has actually played it or not, and a couple of other stories. Uh, Mario more. Kart, too. Mario Kart. Yes. Oh, we got to talk about that Mario Kart DLC. More when we return. Welcome back, Jose Otero here with a full house. Brian Altano. What's up? Parrish Schneider. Guten Tag. Callie Plaguey. Hi. And guys, Box <laughs> Boy is a must-play 3DS game. I'm yeah, saying that, that here right is now. Is it really? If you haven't played Box Boy, let me tell you. So it was brought up during the Direct. That's why I'm bringing it up here now. Mm-hmm. Made by HAL Labs, uh, the Kirby makers. And it is so much better than any Kirby game I've played so far. What? I have to be honest. Really? I said that. I said that wow. here. I'm partially trolling. But it is very, <laughs> very, very good. Um, so the main concept is you play as QB. This little box who can duplicate himself. Mm-hmm. Every level that you play has a set number of times you can do that. Meaning that uh, the limit can be up to four times. And you have like a row of four boxes coming out of you or an L shape. Like you can make shapes yeah, out of can't... the boxes. Don't think about it like the swapper, the way that you can duplicate yourself in that game. Yeah. Right, I know that. He game. can actually, he extends his body in different directions. Yep. So the other squares that he, the other boxes he makes, they don't have legs and arms and stuff like that, just him. Uh-huh. But he can basically make like an array of different shapes that grow out of him that are all made of boxes. And using that, he can sort of put one in front of him, one and two above him and make a shield yep. to stop things from hitting him. He can turn himself into a bridge and then snake back to where the head yeah. of that bridge was. Oh, or you okay. can to travel across the bridge, you know, let it go. And that, or keep it above you, toss it, and it'll land, and then you can walk across it. Mm. Like, there's many different ways you can use the boxes. It's yeah, it's, but it's, the, it's the a core very core concept is just that you're yeah. making boxes, and it's a very smart little game. It really caught me by surprise. It was one of those things that if you just looked at it on the eShop, you would probably think, and you knew nothing else, you would you would totally think it's one of those like really kind of sleazy $2 mobile ports. Like, yeah. Box Boy, the game has no colors. Yeah. There's No like, 3D? There's no 3D. There's no, uh, there's no text, really, in the game outside of the title. There's no tutorials that are just like, turn Box Boy into mm. the blah. Like, nothing That's like that. Nice. You're, yeah, it's this very, really smart, very clever, little minimalist, half-platformer, half-puzzle yeah. game. And everything you learn comes from observation. It yeah. comes from you just sort of looking at the situation. Sometimes there is a small video that will show behind you, press this button to, and then this direction to do X or Y or whatnot. Okay. But most times... Every puzzle is basically, it's up to you to figure it out. They treat you like an adult. And if you need a hint, there is always one on the bottom screen that you can ask for. And the game will notice if you're taking too long. Hey, do you want a hint? Here's what you can do. But that said, like any really well-designed like Japanese game, and this is something I completely admire about Japanese design, I bring this up a lot, is that when they land on an idea like, you can make boxes, they find every possible mm-hmm. implementation mm-hmm. for that concept. And... I kid you not. Like Brian was saying, so if there was a gap between two platforms, you can extend a bridge, and let's say it's just far enough, you can basically have it pull his body across. And even though you made those boxes and the concept is making boxes, you're pulling yourself across. There's a part later you play, it's like Portal. There's a part later after that you play, it becomes like Tetris, where as you Mm. fill in these rows with extra boxes, it clears a row and you get one step closer to the goal that you're trying to reach. Nice. 
all of it is super conveyor awesome. belts, electric traps, like everything. Claw you machines, can think of. like yeah, yeah. All that claw kind of machines stuff. was really fun too. I remember um, that. And it's it's very odd. There's like a little store that opens up to the left of all the levels, and the levels kind of go like worlds, where there's like six six or seven or something stages mm-hmm. in each world. And when you beat one, it unlocks the next one. But after you beat a couple of them, a store opens up, and you can go and buy costumes for your character. Uh, so immediately, the first thing and the only thing you can buy for yourself in the game is a rapper's outfit. So you basically get like a backwards hat and sunglasses, and you're like, all right, I'm going to play this game as a, a cube rapper yep. like, that is an ice cube. Square-shaped brain on Yeah, it's, yeah it's awesome. I love it. So um, It was made for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I Do do we know? It's probably pretty cheap, right? I think it's five bucks. Okay. I believe yeah, go, it's Go check that out. It's, okay. yeah. it's such a nice little surprise to just tuck away on your yeah, 3DS. There are other, some good downloadable games coming yeah, out. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are other outfits to go along with that. There's some you can dress up as a girl. There's one you dress up as an old man. And so whenever Box Boy concentrates, yes. he concentrates <laughs> to, make, uh, to make the boxes, to make you know, sort of the extra boxes that he can make. And when he concentrates, the hair on the old man just shoots up because it's kind of long. It almost mm-hmm. looks like a, I can't think of the professor, but it's at the, it's at the tip of my tongue. It's just sort of that weird sort of like stereotypical, like long Doc Brown hair. But okay. then it just yeah. shoots yeah. up yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah. when right. he's like concentrating. It's really cool. nice. Yeah, no. So if you haven't, I'll you must it. play that game. It is absolutely worth your time. Yep. All right. Uh, following that, is anyone playing Pokemon Rumble World? Another free-to-play Pokemon experiment. I, I stayed away from it uh, for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did not enjoy the gameplay of the original. Yeah. And I did go and buy those tiny little Proto Amiibos mm-hmm. back in those days. I remember that. Remember Proto those? Amiibos, yeah. We unboxed them, right? We did like, in a wacky video on IGN. And I like that. I like that concept. I just always felt like the game was so loose. So loose. Like For it's an just, action game, yeah. it's very simple. And yeah. I'll. I mean, it's free to play. I'll give it. I'll give it a look and okay. see if it's progressed any. I'm hoping that series can evolve because the concept of using these Pokemon toys and doing battle like that is really cool. Yeah. It's just damn. Uh... You guys checking it out at all? Have no, you guys no, tried no. It I have not. I okay. thought about it. I don't know if it's really up my alley because I'm more of a traditionalist with my Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. But, no, um, that's fair. Yeah. The. The first one didn't capture me, so... I will say this. The only reason I'm willing to give it a shot is because Pokemon Shuffle is also really good. Like, I'm very surprised mm-hmm. how much I like Pokemon Shuffle. And I'm not someone who typically likes sort of the Match 3 style game. That's free-to-play um, too, right? That's yes. also you, a free-to-play have game. Have you put money into it yet? No, I refuse to put any money into it. What happens is every <laughs> time you play a level, you, you... Yeah, pretty much. You have to uh, wait. Every time you, you play... You get five hearts. You recharge five hearts over the course of a couple of hours. Right, Mm -hmm. And every time you play a stage, you lose a heart. But in return, by playing that stage, you get a chance to catch that Pokemon at the end. So you're playing a match three where you're trying to set up all these combinations. With certain Pokemon that you get, if they can Mega Evolve, you build up a meter and then you have a Mega Evolution. Every Mega Evolved tile has a special move. So if you match them as three, something really big happens that will wipe out a bunch of tiles at once. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Um, but they managed to marry that with a really cool system where you want to try and catch everything and where it feels sort of attainable, even though some of the levels are really tough. They have, like, tough restrictions, like, hey, you have to beat this in five moves. Right. And you're like, man, how am I going to do that? Like, it doesn't feel cheap. Um, you can pay money for it if you want to dump a lot of time into it. It I has an auto-heart expiration thing, right? Like, every time you thing. play a level, it takes away a heart. Not, not even if you screw up. It's, like, the price for paying for playing, um, for for playing is <laughs> it's like is a heart, and so, so when you're out of hearts, you can wait till tomorrow. 
Uh, right. You can wait. Uh, I think it takes half an hour to generate one. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like puzzle and dragons. Or... Yeah, yeah. Same approach much. as as you know, Candy, Candy Crush, Crush. Although yeah. Candy Crush, you fail and you lose your heart. Yeah. Here it is more about, you know, just yeah. we're going to take your hearts away. Yeah. yeah. It's gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I will say it is a bummer to have a game that doesn't want you to play. You have to dump money into to want to continue playing. I will say that part of it because I'm not very familiar with those kind of games. It's not something I really mm. have tried to you know be sort of up on. But I will say that I do respect. Hey, I did my Pokemon Shuffle moves. Now I'm going to move on to something else, and I'm done for until the next day or a couple yeah. hours later, and I feel like checking it. Yeah, right? that's, like during the commute. That format works really well on mobile form- phones, right? Where yeah. you have so much choice instantly, and sometimes you just want to fill a couple of minutes and mess around and then move on. And yeah. so that's uh, it's a little different with a 3DS. Like you bring a 3DS because you know you're going to use it for a little bit more than just watering your plants. Usually, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting, though. I mean, they do have nice variety of software. Like, you were playing another game earlier, right? Uh, yes, Affordable Space Adventures. Yeah. Let's tangent real quick. So, oh, man, yeah, what a fun game. Coolest thing you and I have played, I think, in a while, yeah, especially as a co-op team. And so I tried this game by myself, and I enjoyed it. It's, it's very uh, – it's this sort of – Atmospheric. Atmospheric yep. side-scrolling space exploration game where you're this, like, really rickety, broken little ship. And all of... A all, Like yeah. the thing from Explorers, basically. Total, or, yeah. or like the, you know, like the thing from Spaceballs. Uh-huh. And basically, the your your second screen, this is a... You have to play this game on two screens. Um, all the action happens on the top screen on your TV. And on the bottom screen on your Wii U gamepad, you have all your controls. So you basically have your, your layout for your ship. Mm-hmm. And you want to mess with things like um, your thrusters and your weight and stuff like that and it sounds that sounds boring just sounds explaining like science it. yeah but it's actually <laughs> this sort of system of making sure uh the none of the lights get too hot because otherwise your your ship bursts in a flames. so it's like ftl a little like ftl little management on the screen little yeah. bit little yeah, bit but not a robot but not as yeah. crazy yeah. as that yeah. yeah so like you get to a water area and you're like how do i get to the bottom of this thing you increase your mass and all of a sudden your ship gets really heavy and just plunk drops like a bottom. rock yeah now playing in two player gets really really interesting because i played it with jose and jose is piloting the ship so he's actually navigating through all the puzzles and treachery and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I'm flip, flipping all the knobs and levers to make sure that he's okay. So I'm like, I have to reduce his speed to nothing so he can navigate through this really tiny tunnel. But uh, I'm starting to overheat or he's starting to get too slow. So I put his thrusters up and all of a sudden he starts rocketing uh-huh. and he hits into a wall and explodes. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm so sorry. I'm also on my gamepad. I'm controlling his spotlight. So while he's looking around, I've got the flashlight in the whip. So in the I'm whip. the guy oh, who can cool. shoot, but he's yeah. the one who's aiming. Yeah. And what? so what ends up happening is like I have to hit a certain target that's through a narrow shaft. And I'm like, first of all, Brian has to help me stabilize, like stabilize the ship because we're underwater. And underwater, I can't really pilot that well. Yeah, I said it. Um, I can't really pilot that well because the controls are intentionally designed that you kind of, it's it's They're out of your hands. Yeah, Yeah, it's really pretty much in his hands because he's the engineer and I'm the pilot. So he finally levels us out. And then I'm like, okay, you see him wheeling the searchlight around, trying to line it up mm-hmm. so that I can then take the shot and hit the switch so that we can leave. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. Anytime we get like struck by lightning or the systems, the ship systems all turn off, Brian has to hit all the buttons on the touchpad to get everything powered up again. Where it gets real tense 
is with enemies. So this is designed as a s- sort of stealthy space flight simulator. Yeah. If th- and I don't think those words have ever been tossed together before, uh-huh. <laughs> like those genres, like yep. those ideas. But so we have an enemy. Let's say Pear is our, is our token enemy. You have what? a field of awareness uh, in, in your old age. You that have I have field- to scan, kind of like Metroid Prime. You yeah, know? so you have to scan to see your field of awareness. And then we can also see how alert you are to the noise that we're making. Because this thing sounds what like a that? beat-up car. You yeah. hear like a pop. Every couple seconds, it just backfires out of uh-huh. nowhere. We also have an electric engine, but it still makes a lot of noise. So depending on what, what enemies are scanning for what, some of them are like scanning for heat, and they're like, any heat, and I'll kill it. Or any electricity, and I'll kill it. So for the heat enemies, you want to flip on your electric thrusters and basically just like sort of like, and like putter through space. And it's like, it's so adorable watching this crappy little spaceship just being like, and then the second you your heat gets a little too high, the thing lights up and goes, and blows you up. <laughs> or one of them is scanning for electricity, so you want to get your thrusters up, but you don't want to go too fast because now you're internally, your piece of crap ship can't handle any of the stuff you're putting into it, so it starts overheating and blowing and up. So this was either the best ad lib, or is this game really like no, that? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. it's real. Totally. I feel like you guys just made it up. Real. This is 100% real. What was hilarious, too, is that Brian... Uh, so we're trying to sneak by an enemy. The way you can tell that the enemy can't detect you is that that field that's around them, it's an orb, will go from there's a design along the edges. It'll slowly fade away, and you'll see sort of a blue color happen. And when that happens, you know, okay, I could sneak by, putter by. It's not going to see me. But what's funny is Brian, in, 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 in the, I guess, experimental engineer that he is, he's like switching off thrusters. The spaceship just falls <laughs> like a rock in front of the enemy. And I'm like, Brian, I can't move. <laughs> He's, He's like, like wait, wiggling wait, at the bottom. I got it. I got it. And it's like it's like a demented version of Scotty from like yeah. Star Trek, who just doesn't know what well, he's doing. It's like Chewy. <laughs> so I accidentally he drops to the gr- to the ground. I hit his thrusters to, to the max, and he shoots up and explodes. <laughs> the enemy's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> What's going what on? are you doing?" Yeah. So, so that's yeah, check where that out. It gets really tense and really fun. Um, there, it supports up to three players. The third player is a science officer. <laughs> I, have I have no, no idea what that guy idea does. What they do, but. Um, Anyone who's playing, like I was using a Wii Remote Nunchuck, Brian was using the gamepad, and then the third player can either use a Wii Remote Nunchuck or I believe a Pro Controller. Pro controller yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, to then do whatever the science officer does. We haven't, done, we haven't yeah, gotten great. that far. Yeah. But Definitely yeah, getting that, that out. Yeah. Affordable yeah. Space Adventures. And it looks good, too. It's right? on the Wii U eShop today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. it's very beautiful. Yeah. It's 20 um, bucks, but and, but it's super ambient, super like it feels like a, a, like a lot of uh, love was put into it. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I've seen some indie games where from the second I boot up, it just doesn't feel like that much care was taken yeah. in some of it. Um, or it's just one guy who just would have to live 100 years to yeah. put that much care into it. Yeah, like, this thing, yeah. 100%, like really, really cool. Uh, definitely look, uh, Brian and I did some Let's Play videos. You should definitely check those yeah. out. They're really, really fun. <laughs> the set did it I, come to blows or were you guys no, okay? We no, okay. Well, I mean, there was some frustration, but yeah. we powered through it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like the whole, the presentation <laughs> of the game is really cool too because it's just sort of like space. It's beautiful and amazing. And then you get there and it's just like, oh my God, this is a dump in my ship sucks yeah. and everything's yeah. smoky and this planet is miserable like it's 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 totally like it's that that fantasy of going to space and the escapism of it and then the reality of being like oh i'm on my own and i don't have any money and no you know my ship is garbage and mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's really fun really cool game <laughs> I, I, I have like visions say. of planes trains and automobiles with yeah. my, my favorite new yorkers here that is a hundred percent that is a hundred percent it where he flicked i flicked the cigarette in the back of the car and it's on fire and we're going the wrong way in the highway my yeah. favorite response was when the the ship backfired for the first time and i'm like what are you doing and he's like i didn't do anything <laughs> you say, really really fun that's great let's talk about a few more independent games since they did mention indie 
movies during the presentation. They brought up Adventures of Pip, which have you played that yet? No, I, no, no. I have not. Uh, they also uh, talked about Mutant Mud Super Challenge, which is coming from our friends at Renegade Kid. That's we great. know those guys. They make good stuff. Uh, Don't Starve Giant Edition, which they announced a couple of weeks ago, or I believe it was GDC. Um, My son is obsessed over uh, obsessed Don't Starve. Don't Starve. Really? Yeah, oh, really? Loves it. Will he play it on Wii U? Though? Oh, yeah. You think well, it'll... it depends on what they added. To it, so, there's significant additions. So yeah. it is not a significant. It's basically a, like a port of the the PS4, PS3 okay. version. So it's 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 the giant. Uh, it's the expansion and it's the original game. But what's interesting is that Nintendo is doing a promotion where if you buy that game, you're getting a, an extra code to give to a friend. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's and cool. It's, it is a really neat game. It's all about like. You were talking about games not always having instructions on what yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. This is all about that. You are out in the middle of nowhere. It's got this weird kind of almost Tim Burton-esque art style, yeah, right? like yes. almost black and white. And it's like, all right, make a fire, you know, mm-hmm. build shelter. And like there's like scary stuff in the dark and you have to figure out how the game world operates and what enemies do as you fight for survival. It's very it, cool. It's, it's basically, it's sort of score attack based because it's kind of about staying alive as long as yeah. possible, which is incredibly difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's everything is out to kill you. Yep. Yeah. But it's cool. Very it's hostile a good, it's world. It's a good game to, yeah. to check out. And I think that giving people a free download code is smart just because... Uh, so so the team that makes that game, Clay, uh, Clay, is also working on Don't Starve Together right now. Uh-huh. And if Don't Starve Together does come to Wii U, you do have more people who potentially could get a chance yeah. at buying that and who totally. know each other and who gave each other the code. That's a good point. Lastly, uh, Octodad, Dadliest Catch, which yep. we've seen before. It was that. on PS4. Really fun slapstick-style game. That's also on Wii U. Um, yeah, I, re- I really summer. enjoyed that game. It was, um, I thought it would be the the joke that gets old too fast, like mm-hmm. Surgeon Simulator. That totally. kind of like yeah. I can't quite control totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Where I remember, I mean, you play a round or two of Surgeon Simulator, and you're just kind of like, oh, it's really funny, but then you're like, oh, but I actually have to progress in these levels. Yeah. Octodad is this like incredibly slapstick game about this octopus guy that is married to a, 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 human. a normal, wonderful woman, and they have normal Amer- human American kids. I guess he pretends to be a human. He pretends to be yeah. a human. Somehow he's he's hoodwinked this woman through an entire marriage and, and, and multiple kids. pregnancies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have any understanding of how and that works. Behavior. And he's basically like, bye, honey, I gotta go to work. And as he's leaving the house, like he's gotta make breakfast and get his briefcase. And he goes... He's like... And Dr. Zoidberg couldn't speak. Just picture every every part of his body is controlled by a different sort of impetus on your controller. And him just walking through the kitchen to make breakfast is just dragging his arm across the table, slapping everything around. He's like the dad that's drunk all the time. Yeah. From yep. and there's, there's co-op Basically. in it. It's really fun to just. It's it's either like a home wrecking simulator, and I don't mean that in the marriage sense, although it probably does get that far <laughs> if she finds out. But, uh, <laughs> but it, you're physically destroying your house and your backyard. And I thought it would get old really fast, and it actually really holds up over a bunch of levels. So I'm really excited well, to see this. Come and the to jokes apply to more than just the story. Like the f- opening joke is one of my favorites because it's the day of the wedding. It, you know, this Octodad is getting dressed inside of his room, and someone comes because, like, where is he? Why is he at the altar? Everyone's whispering. Mm-hmm. This guy comes to the door, he opens it, he looks in, he goes, <gasps> He sees the Octodad. You're expecting, oh man! He goes, "You're not dressed." <laughs> like, Wait, what? It, it's really, it's got a little bit of that Simpsons Futurama yep, type yep. humor. Yes. I mean, like my favorite is just putting a, a burger on the grill, and yeah. you're like you're supposed to, you're supposed to blend in, right? So you want to do a good job, but at the same time, like you try to put the patty on the grill, and it just flies across <laughs> yeah. the screen. You're like, bah! you know, it's just so yeah, good. It's it's, yeah. it's like if they made a video game out of trying to open up your front door drunk. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Where the key just like hits all and you're like, ah, I'm going to sleep on the floor. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I will I will say uh, one of my other favorite uh, little challenges in that was when you're at the supermarket. Oh, yeah. And there's a lady who took the last box of cereal your kids want. <laughs> yeah. And you have to wait until she's looking the other way and mm-hmm. then snatch it out of, That's impossible. Out of her car. It's impossible. And it's really hard to do. So, yeah, it's, it's really funny. I wonder if coming to Wii U later, though, hurts this game. I think to some degree it does, which is a shame because in a lot of these, to some degree, except uh, maybe Mutant Mud Super Challenge, which I don't think is available anywhere else as of yet. I hope I'm not wrong on that. But regardless... A lot more effort on the on the indie front for sure, but um, Affordable Space Adventures to me is a great example. And Shovel Knight, like I feel like Affordable Space Adventures already has made enough of an impression that I would hold it at least close to Shovel Knight, where Shovel Knight was something everyone should be talking about. I feel like a sport is Affordable Space Adventures is absolutely something everyone yeah. should also be talking about. Yeah, but um, I'm hoping to see more of those. Yeah. These are like World of Goo size special games that you'll remember yeah. in the future. So, yeah, it'd be great to give them a little bit more play. Yeah, so definitely yeah. check them out if you're interested. All right, let's see what else is left. Mario There's Kart. an Attack on Titan game coming to the West. Oh, I gosh. don't care. Uh, Does anyone care about that? <laughs> oh, give me fuck. <laughs> Attack on Titan. Haters. I mean, I, I watched. You should love it. I watched the I watched entire too. first Thing. season of the anime. Mm-hmm. I can't read the manga because the art is disgusting. The horrible. Mm-hmm. I hate the art in the manga. Wow. It's just gross. Yeah, it's but if grotesque. you like it, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, just no, no. We no. Didn't. I just can't get into it, and I'm just like, I nah. Yeah. Great nah. opening though for that show. Yeah, the, well, that. they changed it halfway through, and I was like, why'd you do that? The Jaeger okay. thing was really good. Okay, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of feelings about Attack on Titan. Okay, apparently. okay. So uh, a few more things to jump through. Conan Steam got an update. If you if uh, you're yeah, listening to right. this, it's up there. It's on the eShop right now. Speeds up has a fast forward feature. Check it out. Uh, do you playing that game still? Is yes. anyone here still playing I'm, that game? I was actually, when they announced it, I, that, that the update was coming, I stopped playing because okay. I want to wait for it. Because, right. yes, the wait is absolutely too long. You, okay. were, you were completely right with your assessment. It's, it becomes annoying when you're waiting for the enemy moves. So that's great news. It's awesome yeah. to see that they're listening and they're actually pretty quick at making an update. Yep. Yeah. And so I that's think great. From, from the demo, I think they saw enough. Maybe they thought, hey, we should get working on this, right? Because mm-hmm. the demo was roughly a month or more before that. But yep. great. Maybe. Good job on their part. New Street Pass games coming. Uh, games launched for either four ninety nine each or you're paying seventy nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Excuse me, seven ninety nine for both. Uh, soon, right? Soon. Yeah. I don't see a date here, but it should be soon. So there's Battleground Z where you're beating up Zombies, for the most part. Um, and what's the other one? Ultimate the, Angler, which is a fishing game. Fishing game. Then there's the yeah. VIP room, right? Yes, yeah. uh, which is a new paid service, street, uh, excuse me, Street Pass Me Plaza Premium. Uh, so you could add things like Street Pass Birthdays. Wow. The VIP room yeah. is $4.99. Right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see I'm going to let one. you download that one first. Then. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. You'd rather have Facebook <laughs> yeah. integration? Yeah. I know you do. No, I don't need Facebook in my 3DS You don't want just Facebook no. in your 3DS yeah. either? All right. No, that's fair. I like it. All right. And lastly, let's talk about Mario Kart, which was mm-hmm. really yes. cool. Uh, Animal Crossing course was shown for the first time. What about it? Like, how do we feel? I love it. I love I love the little touches, like when you crash into a tree and fruit falls on your yes. car. So good. The um, the seasons change. Yes, the season seasons, it's... it's yeah, I so we don't it. we don't know how that works yet. Jose sort of speculated that uh, it might be based on the actual whatever your internal clock uh, is. Oh no, no, they did say. Uh, sorry, I, when you and I first spoke, that was a thing. I think uh, it's every time you race it, it just picks. Okay, up. so it oh, changes. Really? So it randomizes it. Yeah, it I was just going to say like 
you know, that seems that seems like a, that a waste be of resource because some people will never know that yeah. that's the case, yeah. right? Um, it's springtime. It should have been it should have right? been lap based, where <laughs> it just changes out, even though there's only three. Nah, that's laps. too much to it, change, though. Yeah. I, I it's mean, winter all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it starts snowing. Just like with the last track update, the DLC for Mario Kart, just it looks so good. Mm. It's not a generic template of a course being added it's something that is unique i mean there are balloons floating around holding up the question mark blocks mm-hmm. you know the, the seasons change it's you just can hit a cool rock and see. a coin pops out like yeah. if you hit it with a shovel yeah. it's so it, unique and so fitting uh, the animal crossing uh, theme mm-hmm. it's uh, i i thought it looked awesome i yeah. you know obviously already prepaid for that one yeah no but we all do. it would be yeah. a day one purchase for me and all the other stuff you know the the characters everything looks great Yep, and we're yep. getting in in April. How cool is that? April 23rd. Uh, there's still a lot of courses left to show, though, and they've been surprisingly silent yeah. on a lot of it. Uh, with the last track, uh, excuse me, November update, they were rolling out a lot of that stuff on their social channels. I just mm-hmm. haven't seen anything yet, or maybe I'm just not looking. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. when the Master Cycle happened, we all went nuts. We were like, what? Yeah. yeah. Link is on a bike. Yeah. Um, but, but the big upgrade. We got to talk two, about 200cc. 200cc. Yes. So you thought they were punking you? I 100% thought they were. It punking was April me. Fool's Day. It, yeah. yeah, that made perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, especially when the tumbler started spinning, and I'm just like, they're not. If it, if it's not 200, like I'm just I like, thought, I don't get it. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like an unfunny, like I'm 193cc or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. no, but then 200cc is absolutely real. Mm-hmm. It is substantially faster. Yep. When you see the games being played, there's a video on IGN as well um, where you can compare a lap time or an entire race in 200cc. Um, man, it makes a difference. It is mm-hmm. fast. It's not yet F-Zero fast, but it is It is Mario Kart very special well, fast. I think driving the Captain Falcon amiibo costume in his car on the Mute City course in 200cc. It's about as close uh-huh. as we're going to get to an F-Zero <laughs> game this generation. So I'm totally yeah. for that. You never know. You never know. You know, all it takes is a, you know, a designer from maybe a third-party designer saying F-Zero is what got me into designing games that yeah. happened with Sega. And then suddenly a concept like that could be born. But in the meantime, you know, what a great, what a great feature. I would have never come up with that. No. But what a great feature to get you to revisit a game and all the tracks you've already played. Because that's going to feel different. Well, yes. it's going to play different because yeah. you're going to take turns a certain way that are different. You're going to make jumps. And, yeah, there's going to be new shortcuts. Right. And it's interesting that they... That this worked, like, I don't know, was this already in development before all of this DLC talk? Like, I almost wonder, like, when did someone walk in the room and say, 200cc, that's what we're doing. We're going to make it work. Like, I'm just like, I think think those are the things that, you know, like, when a a programmer is, like, working on his own and, like, messing with a game and, like, tweaks something and goes, oh, my God, look at what I I did. And then everybody gets together and plays it, and this is great. we got to put this in. Blue Shell is going to put you, like, two laps behind on this thing. (laughs) It's like with Civ when they messed up Gandhi and now he goes, like, a nuke shoe. They just kept it. They kept it it. because they were like, lol, this is great. And NES Remix, actually. Wasn't that just something like that? was like a, a test that a designer was working on. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That was uh, Hayashida sort of playing around with yeah some some ideas, some concepts. Yeah, actually no, uh, that's the story I believe for that game and also for like n- Super Luigi Cap- Brothers. Captain Toad, yeah, I he think was just hacking well, right? and playing around with yeah. with different classic games, and it led to yeah, yeah NES remakes. We had a feature on that. That's right. Um, there was also some, some uh, Amiibo will unlock, you know, certain costumes. I think we talked about that. The Pac-Man so you, one looks awesome. Yeah, if yeah. you can buy it, you can have it. Is apparently the Animal the Crossing is for one this, of them. Though. Good luck finding that dude. Yeah. Oh, Villager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've been dancing around this enough, I think. Like, yeah. what? What? Let, let's 
because of intense anger. Sorry, let's let's spin the amiibo uh, wheel then on this podcast and talk a little bit about why we have been, you know, sort of quietly. Brian is cracking my knuckles. Cracking his knuckles. Well, Brian is all set, I think. Right? I'm all right. I'm, Didn't I'm you pre-order sure. the whole? Wave? I got the whole. Somehow I got the whole wave. So we Blind we lots. were we yeah. were in a commentary Blind video luck. where we talked about the direct and we were joking. That just sitting there means that we're going to miss out on Amiibo pre-orders, and that pretty much happened, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the the entire, I mean, you guys know, this is not the first time this has happened. The entire pre-order system seems really broken. Mm. The supply is just not there. We're talking about... The scalpers are. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about figurines that unlock something special in games, so it's a desirable item. We're not talking about a collectible variant on something that you might not have to have, right? Gold Amiibo, I think... There are a lot of people who are fine never owning a gold Mario. Yeah. Like, I'm raising my hand. I'm fine. I didn't go. I looked for it at one Walmart, didn't find it, and said, I'm okay with this. I don't need to own this. But I, I, I've made a bootleg one at work if you want it. Okay. But how much does <laughs> You can watch that video on IGN. How much does it suck for a diehard Mario Kart fan to be staring at that locked villager costume every time they go to the, the me screen, right? So, yeah, that's, the, I, that's where I think it becomes problematic is that Nintendo specifically has trained me. Uh, my entire life as a completionist, yes. as like that that collector that mm-hmm. finds everything in every game, that gets every coin, that gets every you know. Their games are designed around unlocking everything. Hundred and hundred and percent, ninety six percent on Super Mario World. They're finding every special coin in every Mario game to change the color of your file name and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and now they're continuing to make games that have things like that, but they're making it impossible to actually get everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not being able to get every costume in Animal Crossing, if I was, or in, in Mario Kart, if I oh. had unlocked everything and I was going back and I was buying all the DLC, but I was sitting there going, I have to go on eBay and spend $75 to get this villager to unlock this hat. Well, like, and that's, it's ridiculous. that's really the core problem, right? I mean, they're promising these features that you can unlock in games, but they're not giving you a way to buy any yeah. of it like, yeah. and, because there's not mm-hmm. enough out there. How awful is it that if you're someone who plays as Rosalina in Smash or you're someone who plays as Ness right now and you're sitting there going, you can't wait till that Ness amiibo comes out. That's totally the one I want. And you're not getting that. You, you get are him. not getting a piece of an experience because there's not enough there. And they're not saying anything. And that's, yeah. that's the question, right? Like, yeah. it is possible that the situation resolves itself because Nintendo somehow, maybe they find a new manufacturer or someone else and they are more courageous with putting more amiibos of one type into stores. But if that was the case, then the last direct should have been about that yeah. too. And it was not. It was about announcing a ton of new amiibos, including. Yoshis, three new Yoshis, including three Splatoon characters, the entire wave, wave six characters, yeah. right? And then almost with pride, they said, we will have retailer exclusives right. again. And I guarantee you, there was not a single viewer of that direct who said, that's great. Great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's said, awful news. That's terrible. And guess what happened? GameStop, I said, hey, GameStop's probably the best equipped to handle and, and, and handle next day, this, right? It came down. It came crashing down. Guess what happened? You had to go into the store at a time when people need to be at work, right? Not everybody can just take off. You know, including me, and and stand in line and and lie. (laughs) I have meetings. Stand in line at GameStop and stand in line. You had to and stay at GameStop for a long time. You had to too because their computer systems would crash because all stores, five thousand GameStop stores around the country, all had to access the same inventory of NES pre-orders and somehow got their get their customers in. Oh, what was that character? Ness. Ness. 
From what, what, what game was he from? Earthbound. From Earthbound. Do you hear that, Nintendo? People care about him. Make uh, another one of those games. Yeah, well, that's another thing, right? Ness. No, but Ness is what took down the entire worldwide infrastructure of GameStop.com. <laughs> of one of the largest... with a hat. One of the largest single, you know, focus retailers in the entire world, Hoop does right? pre-orders for video games, anticipated and, games at that all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's because, because of this... Artif- it is a bit of artificial scarcity too because there are not that many nests to go around it's not like there are people lining up to buy a million of these they're just not enough and so it creates this crunch kudos to all the GameStop employees who were awesome I've only heard great stories about them really with their customer care some people couldn't get the order and calling them later to get it in so I actually I couldn't I couldn't get one can I add a little anecdote to that I I, I just on a whim on my way home uh, that day but it was like 6.30 by then stopped by a GameStop and I asked uh, hey uh, so do you guys have any of those NES Amiibos and they're like everything's gone and I was like Okay, well, I figured that would be the answer, but you know, let me let me since I do this show, let me ask how it went. How how were things this afternoon? And they're like, honestly, it was like very calm. It was very sort of reserved. Nintendo fans are very different than Call of Duty fans. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fair enough. Oh, fair yeah. enough. That's really that's yeah. good. They hide but, their but, rage but, on the internet. But this <laughs> is becoming more and more of a problem. And as waves get announced or roll out to retailers and only certain ones uh, from the last wave disappear. I mean, every store has Mario, every store has Peach, every yep. store has Link. I get that. I know why there's so many. It's actually sad to see those <clears> three <throat> characters sitting there these my days. My store's all Sonic now. It's just yeah. that's Sanic. You know why? Because he sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's 100% a thing. No, but, but as this continues to happen, you are locking out more and more customers from experiencing things that you're putting time to make in these games. And I just don't understand the logic there yeah. right yeah. now. I don't. And it's not, you can you some people would make the argument, hey, if you really, really want it, you'll sit there, you'll refresh. I did that, man. I was sitting there at 2 a.m. When, when a surprise pre-order went up. And I couldn't check out. The card system was failing. You know, Target, uh, just Jigglypuff, Greninja, all of those are exclusive. Couldn't get in. And I think yeah. back in November, we underestimated the problem because it was the holiday rush. And we just wrote mm-hmm. it off as that. I yeah. want to 100% believe that's why we all thought maybe this is just because of that. And yeah. now it is it is freaking April. And this is still a thing. So, it just doesn't make sense. And so there's demand for these. That is clear. Why make a whole range of new ones, roll out six at once or whatever, instead of trying to resupply and see when the demand is met and then roll out the next one? In Japan, these Amiibo all have release dates, yep. set release dates. They're rolled out one by one most of the time. Like, give me one new Amiibo a month and restock the ones people want. Or how about want. this? How about this? Here's, here's, here's what you try. Business. You make all of the Amiibo available for pre-order. All of them. Mm-hmm. And then you make how many were pre-ordered. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that, how hard is that? that Instead that of going, we have a hundred of them, and we're going to sell a hundred of them. Yeah. To, you know, Toys R Us put Greninja on eBay. Do you know how many they put up? Four. <laughs> wow. The official <laughs> Toys R Us eBay page put up four Greninjas on eBay and but, sold them out in half a second. Of course. To, to play but devil's why? advocate, why even bother? To play devil's advocate, though, with the pre-order system you just mentioned, we don't know how long it takes to actually make and then ship them. That's the only thing yeah. I would say. Sure. Is it could be a challenge, but at least if we knew it was a guarantee. It wouldn't be so Jose, bad. Even if it's, it if it's five months, people are used to going into a GameStop and putting $5 down on something they don't get for years. Yeah. Yeah. Duke so, Nukem. Oh, <laughs> so, Kelly, I, I've noticed you've wanted to say a few things here and there. What's your take on all right. this? I just wanted to jump in when you, when you noted that it's um, 
locking people out of experiences. Yeah. I just think that's very contrary to Nintendo in general. Is mm-hmm. Nintendo's not about locking people out of experiences, and so this is very. It feels just. I'm, it's like I get, I get uncomfortable about it. It's, just, not it's not planned. It's not planned. Yeah, it's not planned. They're not showing you King DDD and Kirby and then yeah. saying you can't have it. Yeah, them, it's right? not. It's not like they're trying to do it or anything, but it, it does feel very decidedly anti Nintendo, and mm-hmm. I want it to be remedied because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the issue is though that it feels and and maybe they're having really heated discussions inside Nintendo with NCL with the suppliers. We don't know. The fact is, you know, folks from Nintendo listening from the outside, it looks like you don't care because yeah. oh. it's not addressed on the direct and even worse on Twitter feeds on Facebook posts saying Ooh. like, "Hey, what's your favorite amiibo?" And then the answers are all like, "Oh, oh and they can't tweet anything." On Easter <laughs> Sunday, they're like, "Looks like Yoshi's hiding some amiibo in his eggs. Which one's gonna be?" And people. Were like die. <laughs> I mean, like they, they and they they came out and they said, "Don't worry, we're reprinting Marth." And everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, what does that even mean?" Well, wait a minute, hundred of but them. Marth <laughs> was going to be released in April and yeah. then was quietly moved to May. And yeah. even then, like even the resupply doesn't make sense. Villager is about to be an unlockable skin in Mario Kart Eight. How many villagers <laughs> are even out in the world right now? And I don't. I, I hate that we've just taken this negative turn, but I feel like a lot of this stuff has been building and has to be said. This amiibo situation needs to get figured out this is this is unacceptable to a degree and it's and the template is there right Skylanders is out there Disney is out there and Lego is coming up right others are doing it the Disney Infinity Isle is ever expanding yeah and the Amiibo one is fixed and it's the same the same size and it's just your old friends that you've seen so many times that said a strong direct a good show for the most part you know uh, lots of cool stuff shown and I do want to swing this around to make it to end on a positive note Overall, the big, 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 big guns, obviously at E3, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to see those in April. Hopefully, we get one more direct in May, although it'll probably be very Splatoon-focused just because that comes out at the end of the yeah. month. Right. But at E3, let's see what shows up. I'm super eager to see it. That said, there is enough to keep me busy that I'm very happy. I mean, this is the first time in a while we've even talked about a lot of indie games on the horizon. That and you really should really good ones. Yeah, yeah, really good ones you should care yeah. about on top of what you're getting from Smash Brothers, which we talked about last episode, what you're getting from Mario Kart, which we talked about this episode. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's definitely, and that was our takeaway, right? This Direct was filled with stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I, my takeaway was, like, if you're a Nintendo fan and you only have a 3DS or Wii U, there's going to be plenty to play. Yep. You're not going to be playing a Zelda game every month or maybe even this year, right? Mm-hmm. But you will you will have access to some unique games that might not have come to the U.S. even if it hadn't come sure. to this kind of draw. So I've got to let Callie go because she's got somewhere she's got to be. But oh, Callie, no. thank you so much for coming in. Congratulations. We're so happy to have you aboard. Yes, and have you. Yeah, for sure. Congrats on the new job. Thank you for that, and thank you for having me again. Absolutely. I'll be back. Yes. Um, I love love doing this. So. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Cool. We'll Where can often. the folks find you on Twitter? Oh, I am at Inky Dojiko, which is... What the? It's Japanese. Is that the squid or the girl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dojiko is the anime trope for a very clumsy girl, which I am. So it's uh, uh, I have not noticed this. Uh, Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. So All right. That's me. Thanks so much. Um, thanks for having me. I gotta go to a meeting. So. All right. Yeah. Thank go you. Get him. All right. Yep. I'll take the heat if you're in trouble because you're late. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yep. All right. You uh, kept her. How evil, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. These yeah, things went over. 
So no, but the but the direct was loaded. It like on paper when you hear all the different things discussed, it sounds like a lot of small little things, right? Like yeah. it's not a full Animal Crossing game, you know. Um, and it's some really Japanese stuff, you know, the the crossover game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But when you all see it in motion and you put it and, all together, it's pretty good. Experience. And I think that's smart. It's a really smart way of packaging up a bunch of stuff that I don't know it would really warrant much attention on its own. Yep. Like Box Boy or something. Had you just put out a press release for that, I probably would have totally missed it. But you take stuff like that and you package it in with an hour of other stuff, and you go, "This is sort of what your Nintendo landscape looks like for yep. the year, mm-hmm. um, or at least or for at the least next, for few, next months. few months." Yeah. Um, and that. That's infinitely more interesting to me. It, it also, I, I like the fact that we get a couple of those a year. I honestly would love to see Sony and Microsoft rip off the idea of Nintendo Directs. I would like to see other publishers say, "This, you know, here's an hour of what we're doing." It sort of takes the pressure off of E3 a little bit. Um, I think to some degree, yeah. Or at least it makes a lot of small announcements seem a lot. It, it turns a lot of small announcements into an event, which is yeah. you've talked about this before. Yeah. It's what this uh, Nintendo Direct style presentation does for the most part. They own it. They have tons of personality. Nintendo's really good at that. Um, please get your Amiibo act together. But otherwise, good show on your part. And That's we right. definitely are, are looking forward to what's next. Which, you know, not to be the insatiable crowd that we are, but we are really excited for what's For sure. Next. I'm dying to see Star Fox. Oh, we talked me about too. that. I was just I, thinking I about that. I think Star Fox is the big game for this year from them. I'd well, be surprised see. if we see one that is a bigger franchise title from them this year. Well, let's uh, let's uh, maybe go through some E3 predictions next show because we're getting yeah. close. We might oh, as yeah. well. Might as well get that going. And next week... What are you week, working on, Retro? What's going on over there? Yeah. Show us what you're working on. Oh, sure. Yeah, what seriously. are you working on, Next Level Games? Yeah. What are you working on? Uh, there's a bunch of studios you can probably name drop uh-huh. and say, what, what's what's the deal here? Um, yeah, but thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN. And guess what? Next week, the question block is back. What? Great. Which means we need your questions. So if you can think of a really good conversation topic, send it over to nvc at IGN.com. Let us know succinctly what you want us to talk about. Try to stay away from should they make Game X. That sometimes can get a little yes. dry because the answer is always either one word or, or no. <laughs> yeah. Like, Try and find something a little deeper. Why would this make sense right now? Or something that could lead to a, a sort of a bigger session of discussion. Just feedback for people who have been emailing. Um, other than that, you can also leave the show feedback. Head on over to NVC uh, on well, there's a couple places they could do it. On email, nbc mm-hmm. at ign.com. You can head on over to iTunes, leave us a show review. It always helps with visibility when we have, we have our fans group. say things about there's it. A there's a great Facebook group. Facebook group you should be talking to as well. Facebook NBC Amiibo group. Who's going to bring that up? It's there is another group. one of those. It's a support group. It's, it's an a, AA group for Christ. They're there for you on tough days. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a, we've given give them a few shout outs, but they kept this group pure. You have to ask to be let in. You can't, there's no scalping. So it's people trading Amiibo uh, for the value of an amiibo and helping each other discover when they go up for sale. It's yeah. a really good group. And if you're a They've scalper me, and you try to join, go ahead. I dare you. You're going to be out and soon, like yeah. faster than you knew yeah, what happened. They, they give. I've gotten so many heads ups from that group when something went on sale, but I'm just always just that second too late be, yep. mm-hmm. because they're only for so sale. So who do you who do you have pre-ordered from Five this six. round? From this round, I have the three the Splatoon trio basically, uh, and then Pac-Man was the only one I could check out in my cart when the pre-orders went up. Okay. GameStop, you couldn't even do anything okay. yet. So. All right. Yeah, but I would like them all. I have at least $50 to spend on Amiibo. Oh. I would pay them you. 
<laughs> Got it. All right. How many of you pre-ordered in this? I time? have everyone but oh. Ness, but uh, a friend of the show, Seth Macy, who freelances for us, got an, uh, a Ness and realized he didn't want one. So he's, what? He's who is me this up. person? He's a friend of mine. You need to make friends. That's what you got to no, do. No, no, no. But world. who buys so, a Ness and goes? Oh, I didn't really want Ness. My good friend Seth Macy. So, oh, so uh, ask me how many I've pre-ordered. How many have you pre-ordered? Zero. What Are happens? you out? I don't know. Oh, I know that I will continue to cover these things for work because sure. Nintendo is always gracious enough to send them. Full disclosure, we keep the Amiibo Nintendo does send when they send them because we don't get every wave in a nice display case in the office so we don't keep them. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to continue. I have every Amiibo released so far. Even uh, gold? No, not the gold Not one. gold. But I did end up uh, succumbing to the Mario set. Oh, uh, you didn't yeah, say did. anything about that. How about weird. That. But I also did How about you, up. sir? I did, too. Oh, oh man. man. Against my rules. They look uh-huh. really good, though. So, so that said, <laughs> oh, look at you. Did you get the Mario set? Of course. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, that said, with, <laughs> with that, with that uh, behavioral flaw <laughs> being yeah. on display right now, who knows? I may cave and try to find a way for, but as of right I, now, I don't see the point in running the race right now. Okay, I, I get that. It's, it is greatly frustrating, but they look really good. Oh, yeah. I agree. Each I mean, wave has gotten better. Every Each Amiibo wave. now that gets announced, I'm like, that yeah. design is awesome. Yeah. They figured out a way to make the stands I look also, less janky. It's great. I want to add that I, full, I fully support you dropping out because it means there's yeah. you get more more but opportunity for people. If like you could still I. try to pre-order whenever you see them and just give them to us, that'd yeah, be exactly. Great. Yeah, we'll you see. remember what I did? I was amiibo hustler last last round. I was ordering extras for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody did. remembers that now. You of did. Course not. Oh, it's every every man for themselves. Because now we have like nine of <laughs> each amiibo. It's, it's pretty much the case. Well, and also uh, before when I was t- taking us out of the show, don't forget that you can come on over to ign.com, see all of our videos, see all of our articles. Yep. Me and Brian just finished uh, three videos trying to co-pilot. Affordable Space Adventures. It's a ton of fun. You should totally watch them. Yeah, and yeah. if not, you should totally really fun and check out that game. All right. Yep. So that's everything. You can find Brian Altano on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. At Agent Bizzle. I also just put up a bunch of videos. I'm doing a lot of new original content in IGN. So. Um, <laughs> Altano ate it. How do we find? Yeah. How do you find those IGN original? Just look for IGN originals. But uh, we did some funny videos about Bloodborne. Uh, we're try- eating snacks on camera. I went to the Nintendo World Store or the Nintendo Store in uh, Redmond at, at Nintendo headquarters yep. in uh, Redmond, Washington. Um, I talked about the trip on this show, but mm-hmm. I actually went and bought a bunch of stuff there. They wouldn't let me shoot anything inside the show Aww. or inside the store. So you do see me intro outside of the building and inside the lobby. And then I brought all the stuff I bought back here and opened it up like a happy little so, kid. So uh, it's good. especially hilarious because it's censored. Like since he can't talk about certain things, when he talks about it, you just see a Nintendo sign cover his mouth. That's yeah. awesome. Because he can't. Uh, I saw you got the Hanafuda cards. I have that set yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah, very most cool of the stuff. items at the that store you cards. can get at the Nintendo World store if you ever go to New York, definitely yeah, check that place absolutely. out. Absolutely. There's yeah. one specifically I want to call out. I know we're running late, but there was a Zelda puzzle I bought there that what? was like an actual 500-piece jigsaw puzzle yeah. that is this sepia-toned map that is the hardest Zelda puzzle in any Zelda game, outside uh-huh. of any ga- Zelda game, in real life. It is very, very difficult. So, so Francisco check that out. has that puzzle. Yeah. He, him, and, uh, uh-huh. him and his wife completed it. Uh, that's right, completed. Took so a weekend, right? Your, uh, I don't remember. I think it took him a weekend, but uh, we're actually going to frame that somewhere. And it looks oh, awesome. really dope. Yeah. The one thing about that that map that blows my mind is that it's hard to tell which games it's based on. I think it's like all of them at once. I'm not entirely 
sure. It's a Hyrule Historia kind yeah. of like yeah, merged yeah. It feels map, that right? way. It feels yeah, like yeah. it just merged I know the image. all of them together. It, yep. So it's it's yeah. really interesting, but you should definitely check that out too. All right, awesome. Well, thank you for listening. You can find Pear also on Twitter at... Pear IGN. Make sure you wish him a happy birthday or a happy belated by the time you listen to this. Thank and you. you can follow me as well, Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you very much again for listening. And we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.